0: You're listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn, where you'll find uplifting and practical advice for everyday living, creative inspiration for do-it-yourself projects, and recommendations for books and resources that will encourage you to embrace your life repurposed. I'm your host, Michelle Rayburn. Welcome to Life Repurposed, Episode 9. This week I'm going to be talking about positivity and how we can find the right balance between positivity and reality. One of the things that I'm seeing in a lot of corporate circles, in leadership podcasts, in leadership books and blogs and all over the place, is the idea that we need more positivity and that is certain we do. We live in a society that could use a lot more love and grace and kindness and encouragement, whether that's in the print media or on the digital media, on the news, in our spoken words, in politics, on social media, everywhere, we could definitely use more positivity. But I also have a concern, and I'm going to make myself vulnerable in talking about it. And I was a little bit nervous about Deciding to tackle this topic this week because there are so many varied opinions out there about what positivity means And what negative what negativity means and really what? um, The balance is because there are some people who believe that you should never speak a negative word and that even speaking your real feelings is too negative and there's almost like this superstitious belief that if I say something that is negative and not 100% positive that I'm bringing bad luck on myself or I'm going to fulfill a negative prophecy about myself and that's not really true. Um, So I'm here to say that there has to be a balance and I know there are going to be some people who don't love what I'm going to say because they're all positivity, but hear me out and I hope you'll stick with me to the end because I'm going to talk about how I arrived at this and why I think it's so important to have a balance. And I'm going to be talking about three things that we can do in how we express something in a positive way and yet being realistic. So my concern is that out there in the business circles, the corporate world and leadership and all these places, this is being talked about and almost in a way where it's superstitious. Like we're afraid to say our real feelings Or afraid to say what's really going on in our life for fear that it's going to fulfill some negative prophecy. And I want to say that that's not truth if it means that somebody is stuffing their real feelings. So first, before I give you the three tips that I want to talk about today, I do want to talk about how we can flip it just a little bit so that we're presenting our real feelings but in a positive way. So here's an example first we have to admit a problem and so let's look at a problem that a lot of us can probably relate to whether it's at work at home um, whether it's in relationships wherever it is I have a feeling some people out there have said before I have so much to do and I'm overwhelmed this is one where I've I've go up and down all the time I have a lot of work and a lot of projects and I'm overwhelmed and then I go back to a calm state again and so I, I have said this statement I have so much to do and I'm overwhelmed Now, one of the things that we could do is say this in a negative way and here's a negative way of expressing it. I have so much to do and I'm overwhelmed, I'm never going to catch up, I will forever be in this condition, nobody cares about me, I can't fix this, okay, you get it. This is a a negative talk in that I'm only seeing the problem and I'm projecting it as if it's not fixable. So that is a negative way of presenting a problem. The problem in itself is not negative if I'm being real and I'm looking for solutions. So here is a way of flipping it and expressing it in a different way that will help me find a solution. So same problem, I have so much to do and I'm overwhelmed. I know I need help and there's someone out there who can help me or show me a system that will work to process through these tasks. I just need to tap into the resources I haven't yet discovered. So you can see here that I'm not squashing the the feeling or the idea that I'm overwhelmed and I have a lot to do and I don't know what to do. But what I am doing is I'm looking at it as a solvable problem, as if there is something I can do about it. And that's the difference. Now, I've been in a lot of different situations where I have felt as if I'm not able to actually express even a problem and start to look for solutions. And I can say that, this is not a healthy thing. If you've ever done this, you know that you've experienced some negative emotions from trying to stuff the fact that you have a problem. So one of the things that I've seen happen is that we try to actually pretend we don't have a problem. So we look at the statement Um, I have a lot to do and I'm overwhelmed and we try to turn it around in such a way that we make the problem go away without looking for solutions. So we say something like, I'm blessed with an abundance of things to do and I love it. Now the reality is I haven't yet discovered that I'm blessed and I'm working towards that. So let's say in this situation I'm overwhelmed. I'm looking for solutions and the goal is to discover that this is a blessing. And so that's the ultimate outcome, but I have to process it. And that's the difference. I, for me, I can't just speak it and it happens. I need to process it and get to that point. So um, for me, I can't see it yet as a blessing and I can't yet see it as an abundance, which is a good word. Um, abundant is a wonderful word and I don't love it yet when I'm in that state of overwhelm. So if I try to fix it by just stuffing it and saying everything's great, I love it, then I don't actually talk myself into believing that I actually get to a place where I'm discouraged and I wonder what's wrong with me because I can't get to that place and in my mind I can't and I have I just haven't discovered the solution. So my encouragement for you is to state the truth and to state it within a framework where you're seeking a solution and where you're not succumbing to hopelessness, where you're seeing that there's some hope. So here are three tips that I think could be helpful if you're somebody who's, in a a situation where you're seeing like, I have a problem and I don't even know what to do next because I'm surrounded by people who are just all about positivity and I'm afraid. I I don't wanna break their bubble and say I'm the negative one in the crowd. And so um, here's some ways that I think could be a healthy, healthy way for you to process whatever problem you're facing. So number one, let yourself feel the feelings. Do you need to have a little pity party? give yourself time to have the blues if you need to. And I'm saying this not as like a lifelong thing or I just gave you permission to go into a negative state where everything's bad, not at all. I'm just saying that maybe it's time to acknowledge how you feel, just just to state it out loud or to tell a friend, maybe not air all your dirty laundry on social media, not that kind of thing, but just um, cry and tell somebody and feel the feelings. Because for me there's something very frustrating about having to stuff my feelings. I need to feel them in order to process them. So here's what happens if I do try to stuff it and I don't feel the feelings. I get stomach troubles, just my stomach doesn't feel well. all kinds of stomach troubles. I don't need to go into all those for you. Um, I might not be able to sleep. I might have just this sense of restlessness. I can't focus. I try to get my mind on something and it just keeps going back. Like if I told you not to think about something and then that's what you think about. And so for me, there's a physical thing. Sometimes I get a pain in my chest and I promise I don't need to see a cardiologist. It's just like a pain that I get when I'm having some anxiety. And if I can calm myself down, it that feeling of panic goes away. And so if I try to just suppress all the thoughts, then I get a bigger problem because now I'm dealing with um, other fallout from the original problem. So feel the feelings and then um, figure out how to differentiate between positive, real positive feelings and fake ones. So when you're really feeling positive, feel that too. And when you're trying to put on fake positivity, make sure you acknowledge the underlying feeling. Number two that I think is helpful is face reality in the framework of hope. So I want you to think about your own situation, something at home or work or in your personal life or in a relationship that you're struggling with. And I want you to think about it as Like, what is the problem that stresses me? And then what feeling have you wanted to stuff when you're in the middle of it, in that negative thought? And then as we're reframing it in hope, here are some examples I want to read to you that are statements of how you might be able to see your problem in a framework of hope. So here's an example. I'm not at my ultimate weight, but I am reaching out to a friend this week to see if we can be wellness buddies. Now, this is an alternative to, I hate my body. I'm getting on the scale and I hate my body. Okay, so that's the negative statement. And the hope-filled one is, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to reach out to a friend and I'm going to take a step to fix my problem. Uh, Another example is, I know it's a struggle to be single on Valentine's Day, but I'm going to look for ways that I can bless others who feel the same way I do today. I'm going to take the feeling and the struggle that I have, and I'm going to figure out a way to find hope in it and help others find hope in it so that together we can process through it. I'm not going to stuff it and make it pretend like it's gone, but I'm going to do something positive in the middle of it. Another example is, this cancer is messing with my body and my soul feels weary, but I'm going to focus on self-care this week and ask a friend to visit me. I'm going to reach out. I'm feeling a certain way, and I'm going to reach out for a solution. And the final one here, just another example. My business is going through a rough patch, and my last marketing efforts didn't bring any results, but I'm going to press the reset and make a new plan. I'm going to do the work it takes to learn more about better strategies. As you think about that, we could get all lost in, like, thinking, I'm a loser. I don't know what I'm doing. And the self-talk, the negative, like, I can't do this flip it around into something that's hopeful and say, I can do this, I just need to do some research and figure out the strategies. The third thing that I think is a very helpful thing to do when you're in the middle of uh, a, a problem that you're trying to turn around into something positive is to practice discernment. There's talk everywhere about negative energy, of positive vibes, of spiritual influences that seem religious, but they're not necessarily biblical at all. And all of these can become problem areas if we substitute them for what we really need. I'm going to be talking in the last section of this podcast about a story of somebody who turned her thinking around and she was really involved in New Age thinking and she thought it was Christianity and it's not the same thing. And I've met a lot of people that are blending this together and um I feel like this is a deception that's out there in making us feel like we're finding a spiritual solution that feels positive and we're relying only on how we feel and not on what's really true. And for me, this is where I think it gets controversial in what I'm saying, but this is truth is that I've I've put the foundation of my life on the Bible and if somebody is teaching me something that's not there, then it's not true even if it feels good and it feels positive And so there are even um, some churches out there that say you can have all the money you desire and you'll never get sick as long as you have enough faith. And there's all kinds of teachings out there. There's uh, ones that tell you that if you just have enough positive thoughts, you will attract success. And um, there are some that focus on the idea that we're basically becoming gods within ourselves, like we control the universe ourselves. And so we have to practice discernment because when we're in the middle of a a really discouraging time or we're starting to climb a ladder of success wherever we are, there's always this danger of falling into a trap of something that's not true. And so for me, I need to spend time just speaking to God and saying, is this true? Is this of you? Is this in your word in, in the Bible? And if not, then is it something that somebody, some human person is teaching me that's not true and it just feels good? So I'm saying all these things because my mission in life is to help people figure out how to discover joy and contentment and hope in the middle of difficult situations. And so I know that that's the reality. There are people out there who are in the middle of a lot of trashy stuff and you might be one of those people and you're just looking for a solution. I know that when people are looking for solutions, they reach anywhere they possibly can. And sometimes without even intending, they reach out for the wrong thing and just end up on a pathway that's leading them away from truth. And so um, my goal is to point people towards truth. And that truth is founded on the word of God and from the Bible. Um, I guess the, the one thing that I want to wrap up this section with and just leave with you is that Jesus didn't think positive thoughts to get himself off the cross. He endured its pain and its agony because he had a mission here on earth and it was to provide salvation for the souls of people. And he proved that there is purpose in pain and there's purpose in difficulty and he gave an example of walking through that. And that is life repurposed. That is discovering that even in the midst of difficulty and trials there is hope. And so that's the message I want to leave with you today that is life repurposed in that there is hope in the middle of whatever you're going through and that hope is grounded in Jesus. I want to continue a little bit with talking about positivity and just giving you a... tangible example of this. I like using word pictures and I like object lessons. It's just the way I am. So I want to give you an object lesson. I have a rock with me today and uh, this rock doesn't have any kind of special um, energy or anything like that in it. I like rocks because they're pretty, but uh, I do not believe that rocks have energy in them that they pass along to us. I do believe though that because they were created by God, there is something beautiful there and they're evidence of a creator. And when I look at that, I look at this rock and I think it's pretty ugly, although maybe there's something pretty in it. Um, There's a lot of scars and a lot of flaws on here. And this is sort of how it is when I go shopping for trash to treasure items. I go to garage sales and I go to thrift sales and stuff like that and i look for things that have hidden beauty that have not yet been discovered and so one thing i like about this rock is that it happens to be a geode and if you're familiar with that you know that there are stones inside and so when i I did not cut this one open, somebody else did. But if I cut it open, I don't know if you can see if I hold it close enough there, you can see how it sparkles. I like that this one kind of even looks like a heart. But if you look, there's something sparkly on the inside. And if I never got past this outside, and for those of you who are listening on the um, podcast, you're not able to see this, but if you look at the video on my website at michellerayburn.com nine, you'll see exactly what I'm holding up with the geode. Um, you'll see that if I never got past the ugly exterior and had never probed deeper into this, I would not have discovered the beauty that was there. And so when I'm in a positive thinking only world, I just move on past things and I don't even discover the lessons and the beauty that I could learn in the process of going through something. And so in the process of going through the ugly, I can get to the beauty. And so that is the life lesson from a geode and the life lesson that I find in repurposing things. For the final segment of this podcast, I'm going to probably have to send you to the blog to get a lot more information because there's just more that I can possibly share in the few minutes that I have left of this episode, but I want to tell you a little bit about Doreen Virtue. She's somebody who has um, created a lot of um, angel cards and tarot cards and written a ton of books and done a ton of speaking in the past. And she's somebody that two years ago had an encounter with Jesus that changed her life. And she actually gave up her entire career to pursue pursue truth. She realized that the things she was teaching, the things she was doing, were not really of Jesus and that she had been misguided. And it was a, a huge change in her life. And this has been a struggle for her in some ways because Um, She's gotten all kinds of hate mail and things from people who she used to associate with and I'm introducing her to you now because I actually wasn't all that familiar with her until recently when a friend told me Doreen's story and I started looking at her videos and I read her book and I just have been enthralled with the entire process because she's so real and so raw about the process she went through in figuring out what was true and what was not and there are so many people out there who are familiar with her because she had millions of followers before. And so on the blog at MichelleRayburn.com slash nine, I'm going to have a link to her book, The Joy of Jesus. It's one that she self-published and has available in both print form or also in a free ebook form where you can download it and read it on a tablet and she tells her story. And then she also has a ton of videos and new videos where she's talking about what has changed in her life and i've included it in this week's um, podcast and episode because i think that it's something that some people might be interested in exploring if some of the things that i've said in this podcast were either confusing or frustrating because it went against something that you were thinking was true and it made you think well okay where do i even begin exploring this because i'm not really sure what to do next. I think Doreen's website and her material materials are a really good place to start because of just how simply she puts it and how she talks about the transformation in her life. I'm all about transformation. That is exactly what Life Repurposed is. It's all about transforming from one place to another um, just because of discovering truth. And so I want you to read Doreen's story I'm telling you about it on here, just go to the podcast um, notes and in the show notes there at michellerayburn.com slash nine, you can read more of her story and click on the link to her video. So that is the end of episode nine. Thank you so much for tuning in. I love that you're coming back week after week and connecting. I'd love to hear from you and it's okay if you disagree with me and you want to kindly explain why you disagree. I love to hear your point of view. So Please send me an email at michelle at or find me on social media. Just look for me on my website. I have links to all of the platforms that I'm on. I would love to hear from you because I think it's an honest dialogue that we can make a difference in each other's lives. So have a great week and I'll see you in two weeks with the next episode. You've been listening to Life Repurposed with Michelle Rayburn. Check out tips, resources, and inspiration at michellerayburn.com.